Welcome to Mental Wealth, the podcast to invest in your mind. Here I will help you make sense of your mind and behaviours, giving you the tools to have your best life. There is so much to share, so let's get into this episode and explore another great topic. Welcome to episode 34. And in this episode, we are going to focus on creativity and why it's important how you can find out and tap into maybe your own creativity. And I'm delighted to say that I'm sharing this space with a creative queen, if I can call you that, Emma. Um, (laughs) So welcome, Emma, to this episode. Thank you. And um, I'm really looking forward to chatting to you today. Brilliant. So tell everyone a little bit more about you, Emma, and so that they know why I've selected you to come and talk to us today about creativity. Um, so I'm Emma Semper Hopkins. I run a upholstery business teaching individuals how to upholster furniture. Um, but I'd probably say you picked um, the topic of creativity because that's um, heart and soul in terms of what I love to do, not just in a day to day job, but in personal life as well. When you won't find me um, not being busy, shall we say? Yeah. But I think there's something in that, isn't there? And that's what I want us to focus on today to help people is there's so many things that people get stuck with when it comes to creativity. So I want to talk about that. But I also want to talk about when we're not tapping into that. What I observe is that people get almost, it's like your brain goes creative inside, but not in a good way. So it gets, it's got to go somewhere. So if you're not doing an outlet, it kind of does it for you. And what I observe is people who know that they may be um, into music or art or anything, actually. And when they're not doing that thing that really does something special to them, they can often be quite low in mood, possibly quite anxious. And I wonder whether you've probably seen quite a bit of that in your time, Emma. Especially um, if you get busy, you often slip out of um into bad habits um so the um and I'm one of those people and the things that you probably do for your own personal self-care and how you look after yourself you often let slip um and it's trying to find good habits and even if it's just like 10 minutes a day um I'm not really personally into spiritual stuff I like um either creative or um active like walking and swimming to clear my mind and it's like you say if you're not doing those things you often get into your own head um, and those thoughts and spiral and like you say it leads to low mood probably not sleeping loads of other things and it just just goes into a downward spiral it does it does and I think it's a good point that I want to just highlight again Emma you said that often when we're busy the thing that kind of keeps us together so the glue is the thing that gets dropped off yeah and and is and it, that in itself is is a place you know here we are in January now we've probably all had these ideas about what we wanted 2024 to look like and what we wanted to be doing but quite quickly we can fall into that instant trap of the nice things the things that are the best for us we don't prioritize because the, the other priorities take over. So what, what kind of things have you done? What do you do, Emma, to, to keep yourself going? Or what do you hear other people saying? Um, I often 
I've got back into swimming um because when we're in the winter months um I well usually summer months I just get out for a walk if things aren't right in my head or I just need 10 minutes I just literally go outside get some fresh air um but in winter months when it's dark it's not often as easy um so I've gone back to swimming and when you say how do you make sure you do it I actually put it in my diary um so it makes me accountable and also so I don't book meetings in um mm. Because when I don't do it, I then really um, hate myself. Well, I don't hate myself, but I'm thinking, why have I just done that as in book overbooked? Um, so one of the top tips one of my friends gave me was just, she said, just put it in like a meeting, you know, an hour to yourself. It doesn't. So how I get around that is if I go, because I've obviously I've got a young child, um, I drop him at school. So some mornings I can get for an early swim, but often I can't. Um, so I might go over my lunch hour. Um, I'm quite lucky that I can um, do that because I work for myself. Um, but I don't feel guilty because I might do a bit work, bit of work later if I need to catch up. Um, but I've let go of that guilt as in I find the time and what works for me. And by swimming early, it actually makes my energy levels um, really high during the day. Um, it, it just gets my endorphins going and I feel really good for doing it. Um, so just before I came on with you today, I've been for a swim um, and I know I've got till about six o'clock today because selfies in clubs and stuff. So I know I'll squeeze in my work wherever. But um, yeah, that's one of the things I do. Um, but before I did swimming, upholstery was my thing um, before I turned it into a business. Nice. I think it's important, isn't it, for you individually, for us all, to almost prove to ourselves that actually prioritising whatever it is, whether it is exercise, whether it is nourishing yourself in some self-care, and we're obviously going to talk a bit more about creativity in a moment. But I think for me, it's about noticing that it does work that actually you do have more energy and you do actually feel fresher or you do feel clearer of your mind. Because when you're just stuck in the doing, we don't realise that we're possibly not being as productive or clear or just, yeah, creative, really. I mean, I know that's something that I can often see and feel is I can feel myself. I'm just like, do you know what? I'm not getting anywhere here. So I go and do something else. And then I come back and I will probably be more productive. And I use the word courage quite a lot when I'm talking about this. It's sometimes when you're very busy and you feel like you've got a lot of pressures, it's having the courage to take yourself off to have that swim or to go and do whatever it is so that you know that you're going to come back and actually probably do a better piece of work, more accurate. Uh, I don't know. Looking at for yourself, I think, would be a tip that I'd like to add today is measure it yourself you know don't don't wait for someone else to tell you to do it work it yeah. out for yourself there's so much more in that isn't there it is and I agree completely and that's um I got out of the habit of swimming as well when we went through lockdown so I was doing it regularly but then it got taken away and I just didn't go back to it and I was just thinking what am I doing I already knew it worked I just kind of fell out of habit or whatever it was and now I've gone back to it I feel just like 100% better when you say measuring the results I can absolutely see the benefits energy level wise and also just physically because it's just it's doing both isn't it if yeah. you can do something that hits both buttons it's um even better. better two for one I'm a big fan of two for one if you can do that <laughs> okay so we know that 
we've got to prioritize sometimes these things, which sounds crazy, but they're often the thing that gets dropped off with the other pressures. Do we know we need to prioritize it? And then we're also saying, check it, measure it for yourself, that whether this works for you. I know it will, but obviously you've got to work it. But now I want yeah. to focus on this idea of creativity because we know that that is part of this whole piece about being in that best version of ourselves, being able to tap into creativity. But I think something that is important for us to highlight is sometimes where the blockages come from. And I know you've got some experience um, from this, Emma, is we can often, what does creativity mean to us all? We're all so different. Everybody has different ways of getting creative and being creative. And also some of our blockages can come from our childhood. So tell us a little bit more, Emma, about you and what you hear people say. Um, it's Yeah, it was one of the things we were chatting about before. It's often in the workshops when I get a lot of people either not coming because they hold themselves back because they don't think they're creative enough and don't think they have the skills um, it's often from childhood, maybe school, where um, they've just been told that they can't, they're not creative, as in because like subjects like art, um, food technology, um, things that you have a physical output for, that's where the received messages and subconsciously that's going to have an impact um, later on in life. Um, but creativity isn't just about a physical thing. Uh, most people need creativity in a job, um, in terms of creative thinking. And it's just how you um, visualize that um, can limit your beliefs in terms of what you do. Um, so that's often when I'm talking to people, they just have to let that go. Because um, mm -hmm. I suppose when they're coming to me, they're just trusting the process that they'll get the output. And when they do have that, they feel so good. Um, it's not just a physical piece of furniture that they're getting. It's almost like their belief and sense of accomplishment. Um, all of the things have a massive knock-on effect afterwards that it then allows them to go on and do so much more than just um, just the upholstery. Um, and that's that. what I love that's what I love about what I do mm. um, a lot of people say I could be a coach and I said I don't want to be a coach I'm just chatting to people about life experiences about things that I've gone through myself and obviously seeing the same things in the people that walk through the door of the chapel um, and they it's just those light bulb moments and that's why I love what I do um, it's just those glowing like wow it's just like it's coming to life but it allows those other things to um, dissipate and it's reflection I think after the mm. beat I often hear back from people afterwards what it's allowed them to do and that's what what I love the most. Mm, I really like that I think the practical aspect of that is if you are wanting to tap into something creative it could be something that you've done before something that you've never done before something that you aspire to do is to sort of almost imagine on that scale there is all sorts of different beliefs and sometimes there might be you've got to deal with the belief at the beginning because it's connected to what you were told as a child that I mean that was probably my experience with creativity I can absolutely tap into that I wasn't very good at art and I think I had have got this a bit of a blanket belief that I'm not that creative so we need to check in with it here. But I think what else is really important when you do have a go, and, and like you say, your workshops are brilliant for this, is actually then to notice that you've started to dispel that belief by actually you can create something and it doesn't have to be anything like the person's next to it, but it's your creation. And I love that. 
and then it's allowing them to be able to go on and try new experiences because sometimes we are our own worst enemy and we put these fears up and we stop and we we almost um we deny ourselves these experiences and I think when I turned 40 it was basically I thought there's all these things that I want to do and it's only me that's stopping me from doing them so sometimes you just need to say yes to new things obviously you've got to review the element of risk if there's some things in there but it's just those things then allow you to energetically um challenge yourself and when you see yourself doing more of those things you you see the positive benefits of it and I suppose that's all I'm trying to share with people if the love upholstery at the end of it that's a bonus but it's more the you're getting something physical that you can be proud of but it's more the after effects of what it does to you as a person on the inside yeah because it does it it literally challenges this whole belief that you're not a creative person and you and that you can work out how to do something like you say guided and there's so many different things it'd be great to let's have a little think about what else when we think about creativity emma what what kind of things could people be thinking about um it doesn't have to like we were saying earlier it doesn't have to be a a physical thing so a lot of people reflect and think creativity is like crafts um so doing knitting um like physical hobbies art and that type of stuff Creativity comes um, through writing, um, gardening, your house. I just mean in terms of how you express yourself through the visual things in terms of what you see, colour, in terms of what you wear as well, that's um, creativity. I mean, a lot of people express themselves through clothing. Mm. Um, So you can explore it in all sorts of different ways. It doesn't have to be going to learn how to paint or crochet or doing that type of thing. It could be writing journaling doing creative writing it can be absolutely anything what you want to try um and i think we'll chat a bit later about knowing what's right for you um because sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming as to know what it is um because a personal thing for me was when i um turned my because obviously at the beginning upholstery was a hobby for me um and then i turned it into a business and then i felt a little bit lost you know when we said those bad habits i didn't have anything so for a few years i was then thinking what what's my thing um and I think during lockdown I realized I actually don't really need another hobby I've got enough in my life in terms of I've got got a garden I love to do I love to do projects in the house so I dip in and out of different stuff I don't have a consistency um if that makes sense so I'm, I'm never trying to be really good at art but I love going to an odd painting class um and doing physical producing something because that's an experience and I love it um so yeah it's down to individuality I think and how much time you've got in your life Mm. um maybe later on when I'm I've not got an eight-year-old and other stuff (laughs) but I do I've got enough in my life so I was realizing I didn't need to punish myself to think I don't how you know what I mean as in I was I was um I was trying to push something in that I didn't have time for, so it didn't mm. deliver the output that I wanted it to. Um, but I've got enough going on around me to feel satisfied. I think that's the cri- the critical thing here, isn't it? Is is the feeling satisfied with what you've got on? You know, if everything's about work and there's nothing that's sort of social or creative or for you, then you're probably going to have a bit of a bumpy ride. But equally, we can't be just signing up to every single creative course. Or maybe you can, I don't know, but I know I certainly couldn't. 
But um, I think for me, it's about helping people just remember that the broad spectrum of what can be creativity. I know something for me personally, I love dancing. So, you know, that for me is a, is a sort of creative outlet to just go and, and I love music and I love dancing. So I think it can be absolutely anything, can't it? And I think we need to be mindful that not having anything is where the problem is going to lie. And I think most people who are listening in their challenges, whatever it might be, you might know what it is, then let's think about how we're going to get you into that. But I think what I'd like us to talk about now is when people don't know, you know, I think you've got some ideas, can't you, about how would you know what's going to be maybe the best thing to try? Yes. Um, So some top tips are have a think back to what you enjoyed in your childhood, because if you enjoyed it, enjoyed it in your childhood, it's often likely that you'll like it again now um, in terms of you've dropped it. So that's where I said um, I loved art. I love swimming. I did those all throughout uh, my childhood. It just stopped when I got busy later on with career. So for me, those are things I've gone back to. The other things are, um, how do you like learning? So do you like to be in person? Do you want to be in a group? Because um, some classes, if they're online and you sign up to, if you if you don't learn that way, that just stay clear of it, sign up to something um, that you can physically go to. Also, when's your best time of the day? Um, so as in, are you tip top on a morning or night? For example, I did a pottery class at night time and I had nothing left I said I went to it and I was just like uh what what do I need to do as in I just didn't have any brain functionality left whereas if you're a night owl obviously turn up to a night school um and also some other things are do you want it for social um to be social as well so do you want to make friendships from it um or do you want to have something that you can personally do at home um so for me I like hobbies that I can do and dip in and out of in my own time Mm. um but I know some people do it because they want to make friendships and have something in common um and to bounce around from so I know there's quite a few things to navigate through, but if you answer some of those questions, you then come up with, well, I'll need a, I need to study in person. Um, I'm looking for something on a morning. Um, what did I enjoy at school? Um, or what would you like the look of? And then try something. Just mm-hmm. don't sign up to a million things. Just have um, and see if there's anywhere that will allow you to do like a taster session as well. Um, that way you're not embarking on... Um, something where you spend loads of money signing up to like a term of classes and like spending loads of money on equipment because the last thing you want to do is have a cupboard full of stuff that you want to use again um so they're my top tips yeah they're they're great aren't they because i think it just pauses to just maybe get a little bit closer to something that you want to have a go at if you haven't got a clear idea and i think that's is helpful to just pause because like you say you might really fancy something but it's not going to work for you because the timing's wrong so then at least you know that you can find a different way but I love that um tapping into your childhood I mean there I've answered my own question didn't I I danced all my childhood and I rode horses all my childhood and they are two things that definitely would help keep me kind of intact absolutely so good tell everyone a bit more about your courses and things because I know you've hinted at it but I think it'd be really good just to share a bit more about what people can expect yeah so I um 
I used to have an upholstery business where I was making and um, designing furniture. Um, but about three years ago, a number of people have been asking me about teaching. Um, I just never had the time to do it. So I sat back and reflected and worked out where I wanted to go. And I'm going to be honest, I love it now. That's all I do. Um, so I run um, workshops where individuals, um, so homeowners, say homeowners, hobbyists, or somebody just looking for an experience can come along and learn upholstery skills or sewing and interior design skills. Um, and you make and produce a piece of furniture in like a one day workshop. Um, but I also run um, these creative workshops for businesses as well. So it's where we were saying if you are a creative business or businesses that need creative thinking, um, it's another alternative to um, allow people to step away from the workplace, um, tap back into their creativity or allow people to explore what it allows them to do. Mm. And then often those individuals go back to the workplace feeling refreshed and accomplished. Um, you basically get the same output whether you come as an individual or a business, you get the same feelings. Um, it's just some people are coming to learn to do a bit more than just make something in the day. Um, so while looking to explore it as a hobby, we can help you on that journey as well. Brilliant. And I think something that you tapped into there, which I'm interested in, is, is what happens with the mind when you are using your hands? Because there's definitely a connection, head, heart, hand, I often talk about. And when maybe you've got a, a question, a problem, something that you can't solve, wonder whether using creativity actually allows you to be focused on something else, which means maybe the answer might come or maybe there's something fresh. You have absolutely just answered what it does. So by having um, busy hands, your mind gets distracted away from the things, well, the noises, the busyness of the day. And you often just get clarity on it. Um, most of the time, if I'm having blocks when I'm at the computer or trying to get my creativity going, I just spend some time in a workshop because um, for me, it's just a process. I'm just going through doing what I'm making and it allows my mind to empty. It's similar to walking or swimming. All of those have the same impact for me. Um, and then you get the answer that you were looking for and mm -hmm. we pressed yourself so hard to do and you inside you're hitting yourself as in you're punishing yourself and you're not getting what you want to yeah because so, i see then people are stuck plowing on trying to find the answer getting stressed getting worried and concerned because they, they haven't quite they're not sure what to do and actually stepping away or creating something and again i think you know we need to use this word courage we've got to have the courage to stop doing the the thing yeah. and actually tap into this space yeah, and that's often we say um, sometimes you need to stop, slow down to be able to start back up. And that's something that it allows you to do as well. Um, it's it's just, it's like anything. It's just trying something that works for you. Mm. Um, it definitely does deliver those results. Yeah, I love that. And I think for me, you know, I, some, I used to specialise in neurodiverse people. So people with some sort of uh, neuro difference. So it could be a dyslexia, dyspraxia, ADHD, autism, kind of Asperger's and many of the other neurodiverse uh, spaces that people find themselves in. You know, for me, tapping into that creativity, tapping into that inner genius, uh, as we used to call the company I worked for was called Genius Within. And I think having that outlet, I know quite a few people who, when they're on a really important phone call, they'll be walking around the garden 
doing bits of gardening. And some people might look at them and think, wow, you know, that's a really important call, but actually they can process when they are just doing something with their hands. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a thing, you know, and again, what I see is when people aren't tapping into some sort of creativity, some sort of self activity, then the mind will become super active and it doesn't always play to our strengths. No. So important, isn't it? Brilliant. Okay. So any any last little top tip for anyone before we go? I would just say have a go. Um, if you've been thinking about it, just just try it. Just stop, don't stop yourself. I'm not one for New Year's resolutions because I'm very much intentional. Um, if I want to have a go, I do it anytime, not just thinking of the new year, but we are heading into that direction. And um I'd just say just try something, um, see whether you get any results. Um, if it's not the right thing for you, then have a go at something else. You've not lost anything. I think that's important, isn't it? The have a go is a brilliant final tip. But I think the one I want to add there is that it your, your stage or the space that you might be in at the moment, if you're not doing whatever it is that you're looking for, it mean it doesn't mean that you have to find that thing instantly, does it? We, we you might need to try a couple of things. You might need to go along to it might be like you say some tasters or something that you're going to tap into it's for you then to know whether that is the thing that's going to work yeah. for you. Or if you were doing something before, start doing it again and stop um, getting out of bad habits. Start looking after you. Yeah, I think you've. I think that's given me the nudge I need to go and get back dancing. <laughs> which I know there's a couple of people who listen to this podcast who uh, also are um, dancers and uh, I might see you there. Yeah, you'd be <laughs> after you've done a dance session and you're thinking I should have done this a long time ago. I know, you do, you feel great and it is because you are you are focused on something physical, you are doing something obviously in this case it's your feet but then your hands and everything. <clears throat> it's just so powerful, it's just yeah. so powerful. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Emma, for your time today, for coming and sharing your thoughts on creativity. And in the show notes, there will be all of Emma's contacts. So if anyone does fancy, and if, if you do contact Emma, do tell her that you heard, heard about this from this podcast. Thank you very much. It's been lovely to chat to you today. Thank you for listening and sharing in this episode of Mental Wealth. Remember, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. My last question to you is what is the one small thing that you can take action on from this episode? Message me on Instagram or through our website with questions you'd like me to explore. You'll find the links in the show notes. I'll be back with more tools and tips to make sense of your mind in the next episode. In the meantime, be kind to yourself. Bye for now. Oh, 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 oh,